0: Welcome to Dead Man's Party, nostalgic reviews from the 70s, 80s, and 90s,
1: with your hosts Chris, Alex, and Christian,
0: who could ask for more. Don't run away, it's only them. This is Bert Young. You listen to the Skeleton Crew, and I don't sweat you.
2: That's right, you heard it. Welcome to the very first Dead Man's Party. This is where we take our non-horror nostalgic trip down memory lane, where we talk about all of our favorite 70s, 80s, and 90s movies. We wanted to start this one big, and you really can't get much bigger, so we're excited about this one. You know me. My name is Al. Let me introduce the guys. Chris,
1: what's up, brother? What's up, man? Let Give me 20 seconds, 20 seconds just to fanboy out here for a second, okay? Oh, boy. So I'm sitting here with two of my three favorite horror movie podcasters of all time, <laughs> talking about not a horror movie, but my favorite fucking movie's ever made and it's mind-blowing so thank you thank you for having Uh, me and brandon's your third favorite (laughs) uh my third favorite will go unnamed so i don't hurt anybody's feelings
0: (laughs) that was out (laughs) Uh,
2: i wonder if that dream show will ever come true we'll see but uh (laughs) you heard of it's christ ian how are you man
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing great thank you yeah, that, that's a stupid Facebook name, but oh, well, I, what am I going to do? <laughs> Christian from Exploding
2: Heads, it is an honor,
0: dude. I don't think you've ever been on the Scouts crew Crew or anything like that. No, I've never been on this on this show, and I, you've just been on ours, I think, twice now. Twice? Twice in all these years. Right. <laughs> all these years. It's only
1: been almost 10 years. Or 10. And Chris, Christian, Christian, get, let, let me apologize to you that Alex and I had you come on a second-tier podcast <laughs> to record this? We we are mere peasants here to serve you, oh, great one.
0: Oh, th- wait, I've always said that we were a fourth-tier podcast. Or did I make a joke about this? Because you may- do throw out shade oh, to when everybody.
1: We, when we recorded Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Dave was talking about me busting my podcast cherry with Alex, you said, oh, he had to go on a second-tier podcast first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Prick. I, I did, I did say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I own up to that. Yeah, he had to work his way up to the exploding hands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he came out of nowhere, <laughs> and now he's been on like every podcast known the man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Suddenly, he's like the most popular guy in the network. What well, if we had one? <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, we're doing Rocky today. It's a Rocky retrospective, guys. No, this just came out of nowhere. Um, Chris always wanted to. Talk about Rocky, and, you know, me and him have been talking, and now here we are. We're going to explore the whole Rocky friend. all three of us. Uh, Christian's going to be there for all of them. It's going to be a team effort. We're going to knock all these out, Rocky 1 through 5, and Rocky Balboa. We are not continuing on with the Creed movies, though. <laughs> so, good. <laughs> not that I don't like them, but uh, I, just, yeah. I just don't well, have energy. Well, the first two are good. I didn't
1: like the third one,
0: though. I like the third the most. Oh, Hey! Alex, I'm with you. I thought so, too. You oh, all are yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> I know. We are in the what?
1: minority. The only yes. thing good about that movie was the bad guy. Everything else sucked.
0: There, there's Chris's stuff. Maybe we will do the
1: Creed movies. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should if we going
0: that worked up.
2: <laughs> so let's talk about Rocky, though. 1976. How did you guys get introduced to to Rocky? How old were you when you first watched this,
1: and how? So... I don't remember exactly how old I was when I first saw it, but my mother has a picture of me wearing a Rocky t-shirt when I was five years old and I was born in 1975. Hmm. So I had to have seen it by 1980 because the first two movies had come out at that point. And I have a vivid memory of seeing part three in the theater with my dad when I was six years old and I was obsessed ever since then. Lucky man. How about you, Christian?
0: I honestly think it was roughly the same time frame. I'm like one year older, and I think it was. But I think it was 1980 because that would have meant two movies came out. There's a small possibility I saw Rocky II in the theater with my parents. Rocky II, yeah, because oh, they took nice. me to movies. I saw yeah. Star Wars when I'm not sure if I saw Star Wars on the first run, but I definitely saw it multiple times on the on the second run when it came out with. In, in 79 again, or when it got re-released. So yeah, I'm I saw almost it on the second
1: positive and in a
0: drive through or drive in I'm 99% sure, but with my, my mom wouldn't really be able to remember. My dad's long gone. So I just know that they took me to see these films. And I, uh, from definitely three and above in the theater. Wow. I'm almost positive. I guess I should say that I saw two in the theater, but if not, it would have been 80. No question.
2: Well, you guys are lucky. Not that I was unlucky. I, I was just younger. So, Mine was obviously different. Back in the 80s, my dad, he was the cool guy because he he was one of the people who dubbed tapes when you rent them at the video store. So it was a big deal. Like You just rent them and now we have all these movies and you otherwise couldn't afford them, I guess, at, at that time. So um, the earliest memory I have is that we had all four Rockies on dubbed tapes, VHS. And um, I know I watched Rocky 5 in theater. That was the first one I saw in theater. So I guess I guess it was already 1985 by the time I saw her watch them, right? Because that was Rocky 4, right? Yep. yep. So I think, yeah, that's when I got into it. And I would like to, I'd like to say that even as a kid, I always really loved Part 1 and 2, which is a weird thing because kids probably didn't, right? Like they were so excited about Rocky 3 and 4. But as a kid, I really appreciated the character study of part one and two. And even like the quote unquote boring parts of part two, like I was in there and I was living the moments out with the characters. So like I, I never just liked the, the extravagant ones. So um, Rocky one was always a big thing for me. And um, I'm happy to talk about it. I never really talked about it in depth with anybody,
0: really. No, neither neither Vi, Neither Vi. funny enough. And uh, similar story, like, I, I knew it was, even at a young age, it was the most real movie in the sense of, like, it's not what it became. But as I got older, I actually ended up watching probably part three and four the most. For the most. <clears throat> the most. I Again, I agree with you. He, he just had a way, even though he didn't direct the first one, Probably from the way he structured the story, I found it very relatable, even as a like five or six year old. <laughs> it's weird. Most likely six year old kid. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's obvious why
1: a, a kid or a, a young teen would be drawn more to parts three and four, because those are way more bombastic and they're like action movies almost. Just yeah. shit going on constantly. Whereas one and two are basically just like dramas. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. But I, sure. learned, I learned to appreciate those movies at a young age, and they never bored me or anything like that. I was fully invested in those.
2: Right. And it's funny that Christian says that. He, he makes me realize, although I was invested and cared and appreciated it, I still, when I wanted to watch a Rocky movie, as I got older, in my teens and 20s, I still went to part three and four. Uh, one and two became the least watched easily. Yep. five is kind of like somewhere between both sets. So, like, it, it, it's it's a weird thing. As much as you appreciate it, when you're in the mood for, I want to see a Rocky movie, man, you put on three or four. That's just how it is. Now, but as you get older, I think, you kind of come back down to earth and you're like, wait a minute, you know. And especially when people appreciate Rocky Balboa, they're obviously, what they're appreciating is part one or part two more than three or yes. four, obviously, right? So, I mean, uh, Creed 2, I imagine, is what would be more for the Rocky 3-4 fan.
1: Creed 2 should have been called Creed 2 colon Rocky 4 Part (laughs) 2.
0: It really should have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right, Seed so, and Rocky Four too. Right, <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, let's talk about Rocky. What is it about this? So it's your favorite movie ever. I guess we'll start with you, uh, Chris. So yes. why is this movie your favorite movie compared to? And I know you're a nobody. Even knows this about you yet. He's a huge movie guy. This guy will watch five movies in one night. He'll watch. He'll have a whole thing that he has traditions where every thanksgiving he'll watch these five movies every christmas the and these are on specific days on his birthday he watches certain movies like this yep. guy is is the movie guy so how does this rise to the top out of all these things you're so passionate about
1: as far back as i can remember when i watch the rocky movies i get so sucked in i i really feel it's almost like i'm watching a documentary almost like not a documentary, but like, he's actually a real person. Like, even when I see Stallone interviewed, like the city of Philadelphia, I thought he was, I kept his statue up for fucking years. No, seriously. (laughs) Like, like when I, when I see Stallone interviewed, like on that, like on that Netflix documentary that came out recently, he's Rocky to me. He's not Sylvester Stallone. He's Rocky. Like that character is so real to me. And so, near and dear to my heart it's hard to even put into words i don't know i just it's so relatable not that i'm a boxer or anything but he's just such a normal guy and so charming yet so
0: stupid i mean i don't know you know what i because mean because he just... lived it i think because it's him because it's again. Yeah, take, yeah. take instead of boxing take acting and yeah. he was living that life he was yeah he was trying to fight. To make it, it, it well, and again, not to get in the bad story, but I'm just saying, and I think it, that's why, kind of like you're saying documentary in a sense, like it mirrors his life at the time and the underdog. We are sucker for the underdog story. And this is what, like, I I guess like on the waterfront and Marty were, were, were influences, but I'm saying that this became the underdog story for us, our generation. And I think I've always been a sucker for it. So now anytime a movie comes out about the underdogs, I love it. Like the other dog fighting back um, and the speeches that we get to, they're all throughout this, uh, whether it's Mick saying something, whether it's him, um, his speech in part six, Adrian, like everybody has a moment in this where they've got, they've got these words of wisdom that you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Like fish pumping moments in a sense. And it starts here, but you're right. It's this is like the humble beginnings they try to make him as likable as possible considering even though he's like I'm watching it kind of in the background here while we're talking cuz why not and he's doing the shakedown cuz I forget this stuff when you when you come back to revisit the movie you forget that he to make some money he's working for you know uh um Gazo. Gazo. Yeah Gazo and he, and he's he's like got to go he's a collector he's got to yeah. go break thumbs but he won't do it that's what makes him the nice guy Ex- Exactly the he's so- such a good guy so- he Sofie. can't even do yeah. that
1: Yeah,
2: and I don't want that to get confused. Like, I was talking to Chris earlier. He's not like some gangster with like, oh, but he's got a heart of gold and stuff. That's not not really what Rocky is. Like, he's just a down-and-out loser, honestly. Like, he's not smart. He's not good. He's a bum. Yeah. he really is and so is Adrian so is Paulie so is Mickey they're all down and out losers they have nothing going for them. the only person who remotely has anything going for him is Gazzo and Apollo and his team right like yep. no one that we're watching has anything going for him so like there's a there's a lot in the character study Buckus. yeah Buckus is actually doing well for a dog <laughs> <laughs> better than Rocky is for a human he see his apartment.
1: Oh, my God.
2: So, uh, yeah, and of course, everyone's going to be expecting us to get into the whole creepy, uh, <laughs> creepy moment with Adrian. When he corners her. Oh, and he, yeah. And he, and he has his armpits sticking out. And he's like, <laughs> hey, listen, where are you going, Adrian? I, I just want to talk to you. No, I really should be. No, I think you should start. Like, remember how people get all freaked out about Baby It's Cold Outside, that song? Like, this
0: is the living embodiment of that song. We could TikTok <laughs> this tonight and just say, can you believe this movie? Look at this scene. <laughs> and it would be a sensation and they're going to want to cut it like they're wanting to do Gone with the Wind or something <laughs> like this. It's just people are so fucking sensitive, like, you're right? Take the scene out of context. It's weird, but that was like, like, yeah. That's exactly the. Baby, it's cold outside. Comparison sums it up. I mean, he 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 corners her in his apartment, basically by the door,
1: and slides her down the wall. And he says, "Take these off now. I'm gonna kiss you." All right? She's like, "Uh." And he's like, "Yeah, just just be quiet. I'm gonna kiss." And he starts singing, "Baby, it's cold outside."
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, yo, baby. But even I even when he son. was on
2: the stairs, so supposedly when they filmed that, the police thought something weird was going on, <laughs> like, supposedly. Oh, really? Yeah. So, man, they I stopped, didn't know that. Yeah, they thought something, like, strange was going on while they were filming the scene where he kept going, come on, come in, he kept pushing the door open. Yeah. oh dude that's the funniest <laughs> thing yeah it's so weird how how you ever thought that was right you know like it's it's not even about political bullshit like it's like i'm just wondering how you ever thought this because i don't know when even in the 90s before all this stuff came up i don't know if i would have been like hey let me do this to this girl in this movie and, and like <laughs> okay why are you doing that why don't you just have a normal talk with her and you know have her like want to kiss you it's like i don't know i want to do it this way <laughs> like it's just the funniest part
1: but it's like, hey, you want to you sit down on this couch? It's a nice couch, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I and don't it know. looks like it's fucking maggot infested. Yeah. But there's bugs on that side, so the couch is safe safer <laughs> yeah, thing. <back>. big bugs <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah. I like how they're just in one part
2: of his room, too. They don't just fly right. around. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... There, let's just talk about some great moments in the movie. I, like, one of them that really sticks out... I know we're Obviously, we're not doing this in order. This ain't gonna be, a, like, a crazy long review. Um, the one that really sticks out to me the most, believe it or not, is probably when Mickey comes over and he's talking to Rocky, and he's basically saying, you need a manager, kid. And Rocky's like, yeah, you know, where were you? And then, well, Mickey talks for, like, five minutes alone, and then Rocky talks for, like, five minutes alone, <laughs> yelling at him. But, like, do <laughs> you, you ever think a couple things about that scene like if he just said to rocky you you need training like i think rocky would have taken a different like management sounds like he just wants to benefit he wants a piece of the pie right instead of saying training and then (sighs) it's so interesting that you get this this confrontation between the two of them one at a time even though that no well mickey really wasn't yelling but you know rocky and then you get to this weird moment where it's like this long shot of Rocky running down the stairs and it looks like he's about to attack Mickey. And Mickey's like that, like freaked out when he turns around. And he's like, he's, he says something that we don't know. Like... Why didn't they let us hear? Do, do you think it's because after that bizarre exchange that you couldn't wrap that up in two sentences and like, everything's all okay now, see you at the gym tomorrow? Do you think it was better left to our imaginations? Like, why do you think that was an inaudible scene?
1: Yes, I, I, lo- I actually love how they did it. I love how you can't hear him. You can just see the visual of him chasing Mickey down. You can tell he's, he's he feels bad. And I'm always assumed he just said something like, hey, Mickey, I'm sorry. Yes, I would love for you to be my manager. And then he starts walking away and he turns around. And he sticks his hand out. They shake hands and part ways. Then they look back at each other and Mick waves at him. And all's good.
2: You I think it was it. just an apology? And yes, I'll be there.
1: Yep,
0: exactly. And, and more, it just makes it more dramatic. Yep. After they both had their uh, Mickey poured his heart out, stole, or, or Rocky yells at him. And I, I love how Mickey just sort of walks away, knowing, okay, I guess this is over. And then Solana's has that change of heart and, and and goes out and chases after him. And then we, at that point, we don't we we know where it's kind of going. It's just it's a, it it's nice just to see it sort of play out. It's it's more dramatic that way.
1: Yeah, they 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 had a fight. They got everything everything aired out. Everything was said. Okay, that's done. Let's move. Go- let's move on. Let's do this.
2: Yeah, like even the weird moment where Mickey forgot his hat and he opens the door and closes yeah. it, and Rocky thought he left, <laughs> and then he goes back. and he's like, "Oh, you're still here." And he goes back in the bathroom. <sighs> like it, it was just, it was just like a, a, a lot of great stuff. What would you, what would
0: you guys say is one is a scene that
2: stuck out to you, Christian? What do you think?
0: Yeah, that you, you stole one of the, be- the one of the big moments. That scene, that scene, is. No question, like, one of the standout scenes in the film. No, no question. Um, what I do like, which he kind of repeats in Rocky Balboa, is it doesn't even matter. You're hearing it in the background about, like, what this judge, like, you know, when it's a split decision, winner by split decision, and they're going through it, but it's not about that. It's about him going the distance. Exactly. And the, I, like... You know, Adrian, I love you. Uh, it's it's all about that. It's the love story. Uh, so you still get you still get this underdog story, but it's ultimately a love story, a romance, a romance in, in a sense. And that's why I think it resonates so so well with like with a bunch of different age groups and audiences. And, and whether you're you know male, female, whatever doesn't matter. I just think it just resonates because it's about relationships and love. Well,
2: and, and going the distance. It was all about going the distance. He never cared about winning, never thought he would win. Mm -hmm. Then once he did, Adrian was such a focus of his that once she walked in the ring, the first thing he says, he goes, where's your hat? And then she just like hugs him and then says something like, how weird that he knows. And it's weird. As a kid, I always noticed that guy knocks her hat off as she's coming down Mm -hmm. to the ring. But I never realized he said, where's your hat? Until I was a lot older. And then that just like, because now you know things sound better. It's Blu-ray, but whatever, whatever.
1: That that just shows his innocence. Like he noticed that. Like in all of that hubbub, he just fought his fucking guts out. Announcing the winner, Right of his life. They're
0: yeah. announcing the winner, and all he's focused on is where's your hat. That that and, and then again, people are asking about the rematch or or whatever you're gonna do. A and he's like, "Hey, oh, no, no, no. Adrian, yeah. Adrian, And then they give Polly a fucking great moment there, where he's trying to get in. And he's and he's because jacket's getting pulled, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" hey. And then and she's like, "Polly, Polly." And she sees he sees that she wants to get in there, and he lifts the the, the ring up, the and ropes, then so she yeah. can get through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. It's such a good moment because. <laughs> They give Paulie these moments because the flaw, the flaw—he's a flawed person. Everybody here, like you mentioned earlier, Alex, the, everybody's like a bum, They're they're down and out. They're flawed, and that again, I think, is another draw to the movie.
2: And I will say, throughout the whole series, Paulie always gets his moment, and they're yeah, they're yeah. always right. They're always the right moment, even when he's yelling at the bums in part three. <laughs> like, there's just something about everything they give him is really. It really fleshes him out completely. And yeah.
0: in this movie, absolutely, especially. Inviting him over for dinner, not even telling his sister, but then telling his sister to get out. Of, even though he's a dick about it, it's for her for her benefit. He wants her to go out and have a good time and not be stuck in the house. Even though he doesn't, it's such a fuck The up. worst way possible. Ripping a turkey out that you just ducked, shucking it into the the back. He's eating the leg while he's talking. He's like, He's knocking on the door. You hungry rock. That's so stupid. Go on the alley and eat the bird. You want the bird? Go on the alley and eat the bird. Yeah, that's great. Those are great impersonations. And there's things that I think by watching movies over and over again, some movies do this well right out of the gate, and this is a perfect example of it. Like usually, when a character's named something, they'll just call him Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. They establish that he has like rock and whatever. I mean, and oh, little small no. subtle right. things like so, that so to
2: make it feel lived in.
0: Yeah, and, and I love that about this movie. Like that he already has this relationship with them, calls him Rock. That they're, they're comfortable. Uh, uh, he's being respectful. He goes to him to say, "Hey, what's with your sister?" Like so. There, there's some there's these good moments between them and they, and again, I, I can't steal. I, I would say another scene, but Chris hasn't been able to go say his yet. So I don't want to steal, possibly steal his thunder of it. Cause there are some, so many great moments. So Chris, go ahead. What, what was yours?
1: I mean, I could, I could name 20 different <laughs> scenes in this fucking movie. I'll, I'll just, just do a quick combo of scenes when Rocky gets called to the promoter's office, but when they're going to offer him the fight and he sits down and he's like, how would you like to fight Apollo Creed? And he's like, <laughs> he likes, he you. likes you. He wants to fight you. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think you understand me, Rocky. How would you like to fight Apollo Creed for the world heavyweight championship? And Rocky looks at him and looks away and says, No. Because he knows, or he thinks, he has no business being in the ring with Apollo Creed. Wouldn't there be a million questions like, I'm sorry, why would you... Who well, am first, I they, would, first <laughs> they would say, yes, please, because of the money. And then yeah. they'd be like, why me? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, how do I equate
2: into, why would I be fighting the heavyweight champion? I'm a, like a, a local bum fighter.
1: And then I'll piggyback off that scene, once he does accept the fight... And that news camera, uh, that news crew shows up to the meat, the meat processing yes. place.
2: That, that was the scene and, I was gonna talk about and Paulie keeps sticking out in the background.
1: Yeah. The and, meat he's like the meat guy sticking his head in the camera. The, the meat guy sticking his head out. <laughs> so Rocky's working the meat and they're filming him, <laughs> and Apollo's trainer Tony is watching the TV while Apollo's yeah. bullshitting in the background and he sees he's watching intently and he goes, Hey champ. You might want to take a look at this guy you're going against, man. And he's like, looks like he means business. And Apollo's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, business too. And Tony turns and he kind of looks back and then looks back at the TV. And you can tell he sees something like this isn't going to be a cakewalk. It's
2: supposed to be leading the audience
1: to, hey,
2: Rocky might do something here. He's not just going to get his ass kicked. You know what I mean? And we wouldn't be watching it if we didn't suspect that anyway but yeah right. it, it's it's good to bring that actual to terms and it's not just us sometimes it's great when like when we're a, when we're a fly on the wall like now we get to see what's going on on their end of it and rocky doesn't know these things and we do and like that's the beauty of film you know it's it's the way the story is told and it's just though they have a, like a lot of great moments like that it's funny this is known as a boxing movie but honestly there's very little boxing going on i mean there's just moments in the gym where you had a chance to be a you know a great but instead you're a two-bit loan shark you know like that which is another great moment that's the other thing again you know when we just did the skeleton crew did the iconic moments in horror shows what we realized is um all the greatest movies have the most iconic moments like they all have four or five or ten Rocky, honestly, it almost feels like you can get the chills by talking about
0: any of these scenes, right? I mean, yeah, for for sure. And and, and you're saying like, even, just like the little the, the whole meat tenderizing thing is fantastic. And I love the fact that he thinks he, he goes, I, I I invented it. He <laughs> goes, yeah. I invented
2: it during dinner one night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I invented it. Oh no, no, wait, that was his name. What? He invented the Italian Stallion during
0: dinner one night. He says, "You can, oh yeah, you yeah, can." No. Uh, you could take that scene. You could take, like, the iconic movie, which is a cliché. It maybe even at this point was already used, but it was kind of like a, a nod to the so older films from b- before then with the taking off the glasses and suddenly the the shy, ugly ducking, so to speak. Yeah, like, she's all that. <laughs> yeah, or yeah exactly. It's a, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs>
2: she's all that. <laughs> she's all that before it's the she's same
0: all that. shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Take the glasses off. Whoa! To like, you know what? Rocky's so good. We could take one aspect of this movie and make a whole movie based off it. Well, let's pick one.
0: (laughs) That the weird rapey scene. Okay, let's do it. him training. Like, like this is the early, early Rocky. So he gets up. You can tell he's just exhausted. He goes to the like. He literally cracks what five eggs, five or six eggs eggs into. Into, he's got into the, the blender, and, with fucking holes in it. I mean, yeah, it's freezing and, outside, and he's not doing so well. Like he can barely do the run. He's like, he's running, but he's hurting. His sides hurt. Yeah, it, you feel it. Like you're, you're right there with him. Oh, yeah, when he's they jogging, well, you can
2: feel the cold when he's jogging. You can. Oh hell yeah. You feel like you're jogging with him. You can, It's a strange. Mo- the way it's shot is very interesting. I don't know this other guy's work. But, uh, the director, I mean, he really, it must be like a 70s thing too, though. The way things are captured, the way they're framed, the way it's told through the cinematography. This is the other thing about this movie, why it's, it's raw. <clears throat> everything is right. Like, every aspect of music, of cinematography,
0: everything. Well... I was about to compare this because you're talking about the nuances of showing the other side uh and i was like it's kind of like cobra kai we're so used to seeing the karate kid and then yeah. seeing it from a different perspective and seeing cobra kai well guess what this director directed the first karate kid which yeah. is kind of funny as well and he also directed joe those are the two mo- and rocky five those are the movies i know of i'm sure he has a a, a much larger filmography but without jumping on imdb and laundry listing it off those are the ones that come to mind so that joe movie if, if i'm not mistaken again taking place there it's a slice of life he seems to be able to just capture that on screen and he does it well here but what i like and and what we were talking about when i was trying to make that relationship with the karate kid and the cobra guy is that you're getting that side here you're getting the perspective of apollo creed and his side not a lot it'd be awesome to do a whole movie from that angle of it but we get enough scenes that we, we we get a taste of like he's egotistical um, he's not—he's not against putting in the work. He's put in the work, but he's—he's kind of like this is a publicity stunt, something that evolves with his character as the series goes on. Series goes on as well, so it's already rooted here. Uh, but he kind of undermines the fact that um, this Palooka is gonna beat the pulp out of him later. Yeah,
2: it's funny, <laughs> Karate Kid is really Rocky for kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Does <laughs> so that make sense? Yeah. yeah, the. uh the, the 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 music
0: we oh talked my about this with Halloween, dude. right?
2: When music marries the screen that well, there's something to be said here and like it's perfection, right? Like nothing else could be over this movie. Nothing.
0: How about the it- title coming across the screen at the beginning? Yeah. Iconic right like a Star Wars moment. You you think Star Wars you think Rocky dun dun, 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 dun. and going to fly now. Like like this, this is you, you're right it's married to the movie you can't you could can put go and fly go, go to fly now in any other movie you couldn't this, it belongs to this or, or another it, weird tie-in tie um,
2: Rocky 3 was supposed to have you're the best around nothing's ever gonna and instead they did Eye of the Tiger
1: exactly
2: So and think about this neither one of those would have worked in the other one and they are perfect for where they were some, th- some things are just supposed to be what they became. And there's no fighting it. And Rocky is a perfect example.
1: It is incredible what music in movies, and specifically these movies, what that can invoke in you if it's married to the right visuals. Absolutely. I mean, my God. Every Every, every single one of these movies, with the possible exception of part five, the, the music in these movies is just so emotional, it gets me every time. And I know it's it's as much, if not more, because of the music, than it is what I'm seeing on screen. Now, it's the perfect blending of the two, but that music is just fucking next level, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's not just good for the movie. It's just
2: great music. It's so inspirational. Oh, yes. And to think that the guy did it for this movie is so weird. Because think about it. Without it, <clears throat> the movie's not as remarkable, honestly. Like, just like Halloween, when John Carpenter said yeah. he showed it to executives, and they's like, eh, it's kind of boring. So... Then all of a sudden the music was in it, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, "That's the greatest exactly. movie ever made." You know, like Rocky. Honestly, it was. It's. It is what it is because of that music. I mean, how many people point the music out above everything? Like, oh yeah, da da da, da, da. Like everyone knows this. I mean, this is like this transcends movie going. This
1: you don't even have to know the movies and you know this. Absolutely. Yeah, you, even if you don't know what it's from, if you play that clip for somebody, they know. They know what it is, even if they can't, even if they're younger and they're like, they can't say Rocky,
0: they know that music, they know it. Yeah, yeah, the dawn of an icon, and he played two icons. Uh, oh, I mean, sure. maybe you could say more, but like, let's in pop culture, let's say Rocky and Rambo are two icons, and right. I, I've said Han Solo is the other one that comes to mind. There are, they've been others now, but yeah, but he, It's it's like he knew he had something. But uh, when well, they're doing this, they weren't thinking it was going to go on necessarily forever. It was this, and then maybe a follow up. And again, I don't know the ins and outs of uh, of how the follow up came to be, other than the first one was so successful, and then he wasn't maybe having success. I and mean, we'll get to that. But uh, it, it's such it's such a great continuation of the story as well. Uh, so oh, it is right. That's the other thing. The sequels were so good. Like how yeah. were they good? And here's the other thing.
2: Okay, so. The big question: How are they good? But the real question is: Why aren't all sequels good? Right? Because think about it. Think your what's what's your favorite TV show ever? Like modern, like Game of Thrones or Sons of Anarchy or whatever. Like, what's your favorite one in the last ten years? Or...
0: If I if I had to pick one out right out of the gate, like just quickly, I'd say The Bear, but that's just because it's the it, it, the last two seasons, the only Breaking two seasons, bad. but it's been great. So
2: haven't you watched five or six or ten episodes in a row and they're all amazing? Yeah, yeah. You you could do ten episodes of amazing of episodes of a show but you can't do two movies in a row that are good (laughs) you know like it almost makes you wonder why aren't all movies as good as Rocky movies like how do you screw up by the third one and then the fourth one sucks then you kind of came back with the fifth one then the sixth one is horrible like I feel like every movie should be as good as the Rocky sequels because you have all this time, you have all this money, you have all these writers. How could any movie be bad, right? It's kind of weird because how could you make hundreds of TV shows in a row that are great, but then you can't get through two movies? They're only 90 minutes. (laughs) It's not that hard. You know, like, it's a a weird thing, but we all know it doesn't happen like that. Most movie sequels suck, and (laughs) it's a strange thing. But, yeah, the Rocky sequels, I'm excited to talk about those. Those are all amazing, but uh, all right. So let's get to the uh, the the boxing portion because that's what these movies really are, right? Sort of, uh, they're they're boxing movies. So uh, the fight, I mean, my god, the the choreography on these fights so interesting. Every every moment, and it's weird if you watch behind the scenes. When I used to watch these fights, I always thought these little nuances were just great moments captured on tape. No
1: every single movement virtually was planned. They rehearsed the shit out of these fight scenes down down to the punches. Yeah, like, right to the punches. Over, oh, yeah. Over and over. The punches yeah. matched what was on screen when I was watching the behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, they put a lot of thought into this. And it's like a beautiful dance. It really is. And what always bothered yep. me as a kid about the Rocky fights, I will admit, it's and it's because you're a kid, you want more of it. So... It kind of always bugged me when they just kept panning to the lady with the number, holding up the number, and it kept going through the rounds. Like, no, no, I want to see those rounds, too. Like, don't just go through the rounds. What are you doing? So, like, you you always get the first (laughs) round, right, where it kind of establishes this or that. Rocky gets his one lucky punch. Then the second round, Rocky starts... Then you say, oh, wait, he actually could beat the guy. Then the third round kind of, like, blends to the fourth, and all of a sudden it's a bunch of numbers, then we get to the last one. It kind of... Or the second to last sometimes, right?
1: So, at the end of the second round, Rocky's got Apollo on the ropes and is battering him. Round ends. They get separated. Then it cuts to that ring card girl. Round three. Fades to round five. Fades to round seven. And that's showing you, oh shit. He's making it through. He's sticking around. He's not going anywhere. And then it cuts back to the boxing. Right. And then we get to the
2: second to last and then last. So... So how about that moment, though, when Rocky lays his ass out and it cuts to the bar, the local bar, and the guy yeah. slams down oh. the rag and they're all yeah. screaming. Tell me that does not just make the
0: blood rush through your body. It's It's been copied so many times and it works in every all movies that do it. And it's probably I'm trying to think I, I can't think of a movie before this that may have done that. It may have started here and it's amazing <laughs> that pre- perspectives are everything like
2: even choosing instead of having like the weigh-in for the for these two guys to have this moment where they're together instead they do it with a press conference but not not only do they do the press conference they choose to to show rocky and everyone watching it because it was watching pre-taped it. yeah think of that that choice Right? How amazing is that? Because it's like it's just just a little moment, right? But it doesn't it play so differently when Rocky's there watching, and you get Adrian's immediate reaction because she wasn't there, and you see she's so excited for him. Yeah. And then he goes, if he can't fight, I bet he could cook. And then yeah. he goes, you know what I said? It didn't bother me. And he goes, it did, or whatever. Like, like it it, it's so interesting, and that's a, that's a great moment.
1: You know, I said it didn't bother me none. It did, and then that soft music kicks in, and it's like. Again, perfect. It shows the emotion that he's feeling at that point. He's scared, but he's pissed. It's just like all this swirling.
2: And not to go back, I know we're in the fight, but how can we not address the moment when they're laying in bed and he's talking about going the distance?
1: Yeah.
0: Dude. Uh, and that's it, because he, he ends up being able to do it. It's, we talked about it a bit earlier. The only, the only question that I've got left is probably, do you think Polly got his $250 worth? <laughs>
2: I would think so. In whiskey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Pauly, he is amazing. And unfortunately, we can't talk about him as much as we'd like. You know, we are going to address him every movie, but he is just amazing. And even though he's the biggest asshole in the world in this movie, somehow, like even... Is this the movie? Yeah, yeah. When, when, when the, when the newspaper, the news people, there he's, I'm gonna kill you, Paulie! Like, and then he starts laughing and everything. Like, you could see how you can't stay mad at this guy, right?
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Like, and that's what the, that's that documentary feeling you're talking about, Chris. earlier. Yeah. It's like you did. They just happen to capture these moments, which is acting, but it doesn't seem like <laughs> it. Just feels so real. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's bizarre. It's bizarre world. This this Rocky stuff. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm so glad we're talking about
1: it. J- just to cut in real quick, my, my favorite moment of the final of the fight at the end is at the f- the end of the 14th round when Apollo finally drops him. Apollo goes back to his corner. He's got his hands up. He thinks the fight's over. Rocky slowly climbs up, turns around, and goes, "Come on!" Apollo looks at his corner, shakes his head, and like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Slowly walks back over there. Rocky's crouched in the corner. Apollo swings, swings again, misses Rocky ducks, cups comes under, it starts smashing Apollo to the Apollo's bottom. Apollo's bottom lip thing or whatever is like bulging out. Maybe the mouthpiece is doing it. Ugh. And you you can just hear when he's hitting Apollo with those last few body shots at the end of that round, you can hear Apollo <gasps> just the pain that he's in because his
0: ribs are broken and it's like he can't take it anymore. Oh yeah, he tenderizes them too. We have to mention, I know we're, 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 we're running long, but we do have to mention the cut cut, cut, in the neck. Coming, Mick. Yeah, because uh, a, I loved playing punch-out when I was young, and I always, oh yeah, I, kinda. I kinda always looked like fucking punch-out. But also, although yeah. although you can see the blood kind of shoot out of the guy's hand when they when they do the tubing right. there, right. I'm a, I'm forgiving of it. It's the fact that they cut his eye open to yeah. do it because that plays into where uh, a, a piece of plot or story for part two and 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 beyond as well. So yep. I figured it was worth bringing up. Yeah, it, it does.
1: And then just just to recap, the fight's over, goes the distance, crowd's going nuts, Adrian runs in the ring. You can hear the ring announcer in the background if you're listening closely, but I love how they don't focus on the fact that Apollo wins the fight. You can okay. hear it, and you see Apollo you see Apollo put his hands up when they announce the one score card for him, but at the scene when Rocky and Adrian are like she goes, I love you. And he goes, I love you in the background, you hear, and still heavyweight champion of the and but it's it's in the background because yeah. they're not they're like, don't even focus yeah. on that. Exactly. Yeah, the focus, what we're supposed to focus on is over. And and, and and let's not
0: forget, there'll be no rematch. There'll be no rematch. Don't want one. Don't want one. <laughs> Money talks. Oh yeah. yeah. I love that. I love it. Yeah. and then it dun yeah, like
2: again the music perfect music and none of the music's not perfect like no even the, the slow like just the piano this like
1: you said when he said it did bother me the piano every time that piano kicks in just softly it's just like it just hits so hard It's incredible. And again, let's talk about. Maybe we do in the part two.
2: We'll just talk about the the casting, right? Like, we. Yeah, how about that, guys? Don't worry if this is too short. We're going to do. We can maybe paint little strokes throughout this thing to fill in stuff we can't do right away but um again we just don't want to make this really long because we have so many movies to do we want to keep it tight uh, but we're gonna get into like the perfect casting because thank god guess what guys in part two they're all there uh yes and that's what also makes the sequel so amazing right think about how many movies have seen sequ-
0: true blue sequel yeah think about how many ones where someone didn't show up or whatever yep and, and, and uh, yeah, I'll talk about that when we hit part two, because that's one of the best aspects of how mm-hmm. all, how the first four movies string together. I'm not saying it didn't happen at five, and but like, it, it did it just happen like, at five.
2: They brought Mickey
0: back. Well, yes,
2: true. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Um, oh, but Apollo. Yeah, right. Uh, but hey, let's, we all got to go sometime, right? So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's rate this movie, uh, Christian. How do you rate this from uh, out of five? How many how many turkeys in an alleyway are you giving this movie?
0: <laughs> I, it's got This is one of those series that I, I don't even think it's nostalgia because I've, I'm watching them now. And I love it. It's a, it's a five. That's what short answer. It's a five. And we're going to be hearing this a lot. This. <laughs> yeah, we are.
2: We are. Uh, how about you, uh, Chris?
1: Uh, I'd give it a four point two five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on, it's a twenty out of five. I fucking love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I also, five out of five. It's a, it's a hall of famer for sure. I don't think anyone who knows this movie or really has an appreciation for great cinema would ever <laughs> give this movie a lower than a five. What could possibly have made this more perfect? Uh, nothing, honestly. I, I couldn't think of a single thing. Um, Maybe another thirty seconds of boxing would be nice, but I don't think that that matters. So, uh, yep, five out of five. That was Rocky nineteen seventy six. So tune in next week while we go for the sequel, Rocky two.